Hello ladies and gentlemen, it's me again, uh, back in the, with uh, another review. It's been a while, mainly just because I keep forgetting that I actually have a SoundCloud account for podcasting, um, but I'm back now and hopefully I'll remember in future that I actually have an account. Um, so today I am going to be reviewing the recent, well, not so recent now, release of Rick Riordan's book, The Trials of Apollo, which is the third book of, I believe, the five-part series, which is the second continuation of the Percy Jackson franchise. Um, so this book is called The Burning Maze, and it follows on almost a few days after the previous book, which ended with a uh, prophecy being given from the Dark Oracle uh, in Indianapolis. And in this book, we are uh, seeing the progression of the prophecy that was given then about the burning maze and what will happen with Apollo and his team of people in but, well, with this oracle. Um, so I'm just going to get straight into what, what I loved about the book, really. Um, firstly, it was mainly the fact that one of the original characters from the Percy Jackson series was reintroduced, which was Grover Underwood, the satyr. Um, he appeared at the very end of the last book, and he stays in for the majority of this book as being a guide to both Apollo and Meg. Um, helping guide them through the labyrinth that they were using to find their way to the burning maze and also helping uh, in any way he can with the uh, natural beings where they end up which is in Palm Springs, California which from what I'm guessing from the book is basically a desert <laughs> um, and as such because there's no real green life that's there uh, Grover is using his gift from uh, the god Pan to try and help in any way he can. Um, we're also reintroduced to Gleason Hedge, who was from the Heroes of Olympus series, who is another satyr, and his wife Melly. Um, they don't play vital roles in it, really, because they have a child now and they're trying to protect him as much as they can. Um, but they do play uh, an important role in finding out who the other member of the I get this name wrong the uh, Triumvirate group which are the three emperors I know I've pronounced it badly but I don't know how to pronounce that at all um, and it's going to find Gleason Hedge they find out who is in charge or at least Apollo does but doesn't release that information for a while because he believes it to be one of the worst news that could have that, that he could have received about who the other emperor is and this emperor is uh, Caligula um, who again is I'm not pronouncing that properly either but um, so that he's revealed to be the third one so we now know who all of the evil emperors are who are buying up the land and kind of destroying demigods basically um, and the three are Emperor Nero, Emperor Commodus and now Emperor Caligula um, what's interesting is that we're getting this continuity 
of finding out all this information and because we've got it now and we still do have those other two books coming it's more interesting to find out okay what are they going to do with this information alongside trying to fix the oracles um thinking about continuity is another big thing that was going on in this book um unfortunately there were a few issues with continuity which i will mention now and the main one that uh, cropped up and i'd seen other people mention about as well is that um when they're discussing Raina, um who is uh, the prector for camp jupiter the roman camp uh, she's mentioned near the very end of the book because she's mentioned in the prophecy that is given uh, by the burning maze um, uh, what's the word uh, oracle um, Grover mentions that he's never met her but he's heard great things whereas we know for a fact that in Heroes of Olympus in I think the last or second to last book so either uh, the Blood of Olympus or the House of Hades uh, he, I think it's the House of Hades actually um, he meets with Raina and the other uh, well, a few of the other Roman demigods alongside Rachel Dare, the Delphi Oracle. Um, so that was a continuity error, which is, it's rare for Reordian to have a continuity error, but I'm going to let it slide because he's written a ridiculous amount of books. So I'm looking at my bookshelf right now and it's filled, at least one row is filled with just Rick Reordian books currently. So, you know, I'll let him off for that. Um, a positive for continuity, however, is the fact that it crosses over between different book series. And um, this is a big spoiler, which I just realised I didn't say at the start. Spoiler alert, but... Oh, well, it's it's happened now. I haven't given too much spoilers. So, you know, spoilers now. Um, a big thing that happened in this book, which I both liked what was happening before it, but then I'm devastated about what happened after. So we are reintroduced to some of the main characters from the Heroes of Olympus series, which are Piper McLean and Jason Grace. Um, so Piper is currently in the midst of her and her father being evicted from their home because of the emperors who have basically kind of bankrupted her father and have been in on creating money issues for him without him realising for the past couple of years. Um, and alongside this, we learned that her and Jason have actually broken up, which considering how most children's or at least young adult fiction stories and television as well, where young couples get together more often than not, they're shown to continue to stay together and go on to live happily ever after which as most people know is not realistic but to show where a relationship has gone wrong and explain it from piper's point of view in this case which was that she didn't feel like she was her own person because she got with jason in the midst of war and issues that were going on throughout the world and there continue to be problems coming after with different battles happening but when there was suddenly calm, she wasn't sure who she was and she didn't want to be defined by this relationship and not really get to know herself. So she broke up with him so she could get to know herself 
in more of a way not be defined by the fact that Hera and her mother were involved in putting the two of them together. Um, which I really liked the reason behind it and the fact that they did, that that reordering did break them up. Because I think it speaks to the realism of what the real world, world is like. No one who's gotten together at 16 or 13 or whatever, more often than not, they won't stay together for the rest of their lives. Only a few rare cases does that actually happen. And I like that he showed also the difficulties that they were having in communicating with each other and kind of they were on friendly terms but not particularly on friendly terms which I thought worked and it kind of showed how humans are with each other especially through an emotional time um, we also learned that her and Jason also explored the burning maze not long ago and got separated and it's here that we learn that Jason found out from the oracle that not only did Apollo need to be the one to save her but if Jason and Piper went and helped Apollo one of them would die and the moment he said that he didn't tell Piper when he found us out he told Apollo and Apollo alone um, until Apollo convinced him to tell Piper later on and when the battle with uh, Caligula occurs on his hundreds and hundreds of boats because he, he was he was very theatrical back in the Roman days and also in current periods as well um, both Jason well Apollo and then Jason as well although I believe what was hinted at was that it was his idea all along that that was going to be the case he sacrificed himself to allow Piper to live and to allow the rest of them to escape so they could go on to free the oracles and save the world from the triumph of uh, here. I'm getting worth saying it. Um, it. It was definitely a bold move from Riordan to kill off one of the big main characters of the series because Jason was basically the face of Heroes of Apollo and he didn't shy away in a way of Jason's death and it wasn't it was both heroic and non as he was stabbed in the back with a spear by Caligula and died almost instantly so he felt no pain I assume but all of them were absolutely devastated the moment it occurred and yeah, it, it took me by surprise and shocked me when I was reading the book that that happened because I hadn't expected a main character death to occur at all in the Percy Jackson series, no matter what, yeah, how old they were or no matter what the story was supposed to be, I just was not expecting it. I think with that case of this unexpectedness, it kind of gave more emphasis to what happened and kind of brought me as a reader back to reality of this is a life and death situation whereas before you know it was but at the same time it kind of wasn't like there were casualties but you knew that the main characters would be okay but now it's kind of like in the wind 
in that sense. Um, but moving on from that and on to the main character, Apollo, what I've really liked with this book particularly is that we are seeing this continuous change in Apollo, um, becoming more sympathetic, more empathetic, more keen to sadness and human-like qualities which he didn't have before and didn't want to have before. Not that he wants to have them because he'd rather not be dealing with this at all, but he's become prone to self-sacrifice and to help people as much as he can. And one example was when he knows that Caligula needs Apollo alive to turn himself into the sun god, which is a big thing that was happening in this book. Um, I'm not too sure as... Well, I suppose I do get because the whole thing was that he uh, that Caligula considered himself to be the sun god, but he was actually physically trying to turn himself into the sun god. Um, and that's why he needed Apollo alive. And the moment Apollo realised that, he tried to use it to his advantage by stabbing himself in the heart but just missing his heart um, to try and allow his friends to be freed. Um, which I, I think showed great character development for Apollo in general, going from someone who wanted everyone to do his quests and everything for him so he wouldn't have to do a thing to trying to sacrifice himself so his friends could go free and they could escape. Um, I think it shows real change in his character and I'm excited to see what happens in the follow-up books and if this change continues. Um, I'm also intrigued as to what happened um, in New Rome or Camp Jupiter because alongside this there was in the back of my mind, the knowledge that Camp Jupiter was supposedly being, uh, was supposed to be, getting the words wrong, was going to be attacked on, I think it was the New Moon, by Caligula's army. And Leo had rushed over to New Rome to tell them what was happening. Um, so that was in the back of my mind of what was happening, whilst everything was happening with Apollo in Palm Springs, something was happening over in Camp Jupiter that currently we are not aware of what's happened, which I believe will probably be cleared up in the follow-up book when they do go to New Rome, because they're in need of Raina um, for the next prophecy breaking and um, oracle saving. Um, but alongside this, and at the end of the book, when Leo arrives in Palm Springs to kind of help and let them know what happened in New Rome, we see the continuity and the connection between other books that Riordan has when Leo finds out about um, Jason and is absolutely devastated and all of them are trying to find ways to cope with it. Lots of people have theorised, and I as well believe this is this to be the case, that in Magnus Chase, The Ship of the Dead, um, which is the third book of Michael's Chase, which I did do a review on as well, if you want to check that out. Um, at the very end of the book, Magnus, well, not the very end, near the end, Magnus has a conversation with Annabeth Chase, his cousin from the original series, Percy Jackson, 
and she talks about how they've received some bad news and she sounds like she's been crying he says um there's a lot of speculation that this bad news is the fact that jason has been killed and i think it works because they do seem to kind of run alongside one another um the magnus jason trials of apollo series and it'd be interesting to see if there's a crossover that continues where actually magnus gets involved with this situation um or if other characters return but what i'm excited most for for the follow-up book is seeing more of new rome and the roman characters especially reina as she was one of my favorite characters even though we didn't see her too much in the heroes of olympus book um so i'm intrigued to see what happens from there and also who the other oracles are going to be um i believe we've been given the names but i currently can't remember what they were uh, what they are because the names for them are very complicated such as the one in this began with a h but i'm just calling it the burning maze oracle because the name was a little bit difficult to pronounce and as you can all probably tell i'm not very good at pronouncing most of the terms from the roman and greek times within this book uh, within this book series really but overall i think this is an amazing story i think it can grasp anyone at any age um you definitely need to have read the other books to kind of understand what's going on but i think even possibly possibly you could probably even read this as a standalone just kind of like a general nice read um you grasp the majority of what's happening as there is the kind of um what's the term re mini explaining of what's happened in the past and what's happening at that current point um yeah i think it's a great story and i'd really suggest it to anyone who's interested in roman mythology greek mythology or anything by rick riordian um so that's the end of this podcast as i'm sure you're all thankfully hoping it would have been um <laughs> uh, i'll hopefully get hopefully get couple more podcasts in at some point as soon as i don't forget that i do podcasts um but thank you guys for listening and have a good day all right i'll see you next time